Yes, it is. More breaking news. Welcome back to VIP Midday Show. Here, We were ready for that, that sounder there. I feel special because this is the first time ever in my whole radio career that I've ever been a part of so much breaking news in one day. I feel like we're on the old school like TV news where it's yes. like breaking news and they go to like the, the local newscast. Well, we do have breaking news here. Uh, according to ESPN, Brandon Graham is returning to the Philadelphia Eagles on a one-year deal, passing up the opportunity to head to free agency. He doesn't even get there Monday. He doesn't go talk to teams. One-year deal here, you up to $6 million. Brandon Graham returning to the Eagles. Um, I'm happy about this. I, yes! I, I'm happy. Brandon Graham, is, he's an Eagle. He's going to pass now. My my uh, my very excited moment here, because he's going to pass that the the um, David Akers for the all-time leader in games played. <laughs> Finally, he's going to pass it. But no, it's, it's great news. Brandon Graham had it back. Congratulations to BG, man. I'm glad he got it done. I'm happy for him. I really, really am. If anybody deserves a contract that he's getting, it's definitely him. And he's going to be able to have the opportunity in his career here in Philadelphia. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think that – I actually look at it, That's not a bad deal for either side. You know, at his age to get $6 million to be a rotational player. But at the same time, you know, he had he, he made $11 million. I mean, excuse me, he had 11 sacks last year. He, I think he could have gotten a multi-year deal from somebody. Yeah, he could have. And, and you remember we were talking about it, Joe, and I said if they allow him to get to Cleveland, if he goes and visits Cleveland, mm-hmm. he probably won't come back because they're going to throw a lot of money at him and, and they're going to probably not let him get out of town. But – Eagles did right by him. They, they got him here. He's staying here. Congratulations, BG. Yeah, great news, Brandon Graves. So you can react to that as well. A lot to react to today. Andrew Painter will get to the update there, and, and I think it could potentially be good news for Andrew Painter long-term. Obviously, the Darius Slate trade situation, the Eagles giving him permission to uh, seek a trade. And uh, do we have to give Howard Eskett some credit? He was on with us no, he today. No, he, he said he was dead on it. He, he was. Like, this is going to happen. He yeah. said that. Howard dope. knew. So maybe not, not, not a dope this week. We'll, we'll give Howard his deal. Good call by Howard Eskett. 215-592-9494. All right, back to your all your phone calls in just a couple minutes, but it is around noon on a Friday. We debuted it last week. You know what it's time for. It's time for a Q&A. Now, okay, this week I have some questions for some, for some listeners to the show. Shout out to the listeners. I'm going to get to those first, but this was a question. Now, I just want to set this up a little bit because I wanted to I thought about this after we did it last Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way way to go pick up my son and to pick him up from school. And I thought about this. So this in no way, shape, or form has anything to do with what happened last night on, on any other show or anything like that. Okay. This is just a question that I was just curious about. So this is my question for Joe Giglio. Have you ever wanted to punch one of your coworkers in the face? Never. No. Never. Never wanted to do that. Never, ever, Never. ever. Even in light of certain things that have transpired over the last 24 hours. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, that noise in a minute. In a, in a little bit. Never wanted to punch anybody. Um no, no, no. That's that. That's that has never been a thought of mine. Okay. I, I don't get. It's it's very difficult for me to get angry about anything. I see that. I'm starting yeah. to notice that. I'm yeah. starting to notice. Pretty that. easy going. So no. Yeah, for me, it's not. It's not that hard. <laughs> Going to be mean? violent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. And I'm working on that. I know I can. I have times where I go from zero to sixty in a heartbeat, but I am definitely working on it. And I will say before you ask your next question, I think we have a pretty good team here. Like we I, do. I, yeah, and we and do. like we sometimes we rip each other. Or someone who wants to rip one of my takes, that's fine. But uh, no, I, I uh, never felt that way. All righty then. So this question is from Nick Lucas on Facebook. He asks. He says, "Ask Joe if he. If, if, I can't even get it out." Ask Joe if he's ever had a nickname. Yeah, so uh, it's off my last name because my last name, like if you, if you just read it, you could mispronounce it, right? Some people thought Giglio. it was Giglio. Uh-huh. So I, when I was a kid, I was Jigs. That was your nickname. Yeah, people called me Jigs. 
So, I mean, it's, it doesn't even really fit because it's not Giglio, right? It's, jigs would be kind of the jigs from that. But I just, I, that was it. it was, I was Jigs. Okay. That's not, that's, not a bad, no. that's not a bad nickname. So my man Dan Johnson asked, what is your midnight go-to snack? Cookies. Well, Wait a minute. Hold up. But they have like eggs and stuff. No, no. Them. Again, I, I, I'm not <laughs> vegan. Just vegetarian. No, it's fun today because I, I thought you, I was going to show this to you if, if the vegan thing came up. Because I'm, I'm not really vegan. I'm just vegetarian. But I'm eating today. A uh, creamy hummus vegetable wrap. That's which not, is, that's not, what is hummus? Hummus is like smashed peas, right? Smashed chickpeas. Oh, it's delicious. The, the, oh, come on, man. Hummus that's not is good, meat. man. I, I'm not a vegetarian or, or uh, pescatarian either, but man, hummus is pretty good. I, I've never had, so I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Well, they have a whole bunch hummus. of different flavors now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disrespect. So my, vi- my, my midnight snack though is cookies. Like, so. Well, any, like any particular, just cookies? Well, right now, I think I mentioned this last week, we have like, I, I might have a hundred boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I, I recently, um. So my daughter sold a whole bunch, but the one part, one this year that didn't sell, I guess, well, they have a gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not, That's kind of like, if you're eating cookies, you don't want gluten-free I cookies. agree with you. So I've, I've eaten a lot. So the Toastiers, have you had any this no. year? So Toastiers, like a, have you had any? I've never heard of that. They're new. They're like, they're like fresh Whatever time it was, 11. I wanted some cookies, so I, I dove into the caramel chocolate chip. Though I think oh, those those the ones I was talking about the the sea salt the sea salt caramel. Yes, they sound like they were good. I can look at your face and say they were pretty good. Huh? Half the bag was gone before bed. <laughs> yeah. That that's, that's my the, thing. Man, listen, it's, uh, it's something about sea salt and salted caramel. Yep, Go, it's it perfect. Just, oh my goodness, man, that just that just and cookies. I, I tend to if I have one, I have to have like well, six that, or seven. That's like the prerequisite for eating cookies. You got to eat like like at least a row. Well, it's fun. Like you ever look at the the back if they show the nutrition stuff? They're like the serving size is like two or three cookies. Who and only like, eats who, two yeah, or three? That's yeah. ridiculous. It, it's even. I think it's ridiculous for you to put the serving size on the back of a cookie box. I agree. I mean, you you can't you know, just eat one. Smash some cookies. So this is the last one. Dan Swartz asked on Twitter, "Would you rather be the judge or the executioner?" Ooh, that's a pretty good question. Wow. Um, judge, because then I feel like I could wash my hands of it and not see the. the is that right? The second, carnage. Yeah. I don't think I could do the executioner part. That you gotta be. You gotta have a dark soul to do that. Well, yeah. you guys uh, are you guys Game of Thrones fans? Yes. They uh, what, what's the the phrase they always say? He who passes the sentence should swing the sword. Mm. So. So you're saying judges Dan's should question. be both? Yeah. yeah, both. Yeah. You know what my favorite saying from uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones is, "I choose violence." <laughs> <laughs> that one works. I choose violence. That was a great show, man. Speaking of Game of Thrones, did, did you watch? Game I of didn't, Thrones? Joe. I know. It, I ended, know. it ended poorly, though. Stop playing. You know, I, I never saw. It. You know what? If, am I right on that? Was that the last show, like the last water cooler show? Because now everyone seems like no. They... House of Dragons is the new water cooler. Yeah, show. but okay. it's a spinoff but, of Game but, of Thrones. Wait a minute. So. The House of Dragons. We we got another year before we even see the yeah, next which episode. is which is absurd. The House of Dragons. You need to watch the House of Dragons. I just now. feel like now with TV, people watch it on their own time. Like they'll DVR it or it's streaming. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like the Sopranos, Breaking it was, Bad. It was TV. Right. Like Monday morning, you'd be talking about it. Yeah. It doesn't work that way with TV anymore. It all depends. It's like some shows that people still talk about. Like I'm watching Snowfall now. Now, Snowfall is something that 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 is has water cooler talk, especially the beginning of the season of Snowfall. Right. Like the beginning of the last season, that was a huge talking point where it kind of divided. It was a house divided because, you know, it was a lot going on. I don't want to tell it because you might want to watch it one time. But it was a lot going on, so it was a house divided. But that's that's still a water cooler show. Uh, 
as far as any other show that's water cooler, I can't think of anything well, right now. That's Game of Thrones, cooler. I think, was definitely one of those shows where people would like, okay, that's coming on nine o'clock on a Sunday. Like, I'm gonna watch it. But that's that's because it was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was really popular for a time. I tell you another show. I just thought about it. That's a water cooler show right now. The Last of Us. I see people talking about people that. talk about that. I, I'm not gonna lie. I it's gotten a little slow for me. It's because I know, and it's it's from a it's it's derived from a, a comic book. No, excuse me, it's derived from a video game. Mm. But the last couple of episodes, somebody has to explain it to me like a two year old because it's just like it's gotten. Really <laughs> have you seen the most recent me. one? Yes, I have. Oh, really? Oh, so you watch it? Yeah. Oh, Last of Us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch it, but it's just like, okay, why why are we going through all of this? Why are we doing this? And then, like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, yeah. but there was a lot that happened in that last episode. Yeah, it, it seems that like- did not fit. Yeah, it, did not, it didn't make sense, man. It didn't make sense. It seems it like they. Sense. It seems like they kind of just abruptly went back from. They had like a couple filler episodes, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, here's this major plot point, yeah. like, right in your face. Yes, and it was just like I'm like, now hold up, now now the biggest issue that I had with the, and if you since you watched it, Kyle, I'm a talking cold. Yeah, that only you understand. Cause <laughs> I don't want to mess it up for anybody. Else. Good man. But when Buddy was like, like he was hurt. Right. Yeah. And and for him like to all of a sudden not be hurt like the way like he was hurt hurt. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he ain't hurt. It's, like, come on, dog. It's yeah. some, on, dog. some I think it's an interesting thing that that shows like that have to juggle when it's almost like it's a fantasy genre. So you almost have to be like, what's because like the the whole element of the show is based off of something that's pretty unrealistic. Yeah. So you are all constantly towing the line of like, what's too unrealistic for this audience? Look at Joe sit back like he <laughs> he has no. I had a spinning. <laughs> you know we got we got we got to rank the show. Yeah, I'll watch the show. Well, I mean, part of the thing is for the last five years I've been working at night, right? So I've been home to watch TV. You need to start watching more TV. Well, now I'm home. Like you, I, I can start diving into some of these. Yeah, shows. we we need to get you. You need to watch Game. You need to watch the House of the Dragon. Are we? What we're gonna do is we're gonna rank them, and then I'll I'll start knocking no, them off no, one by one. Listen, Kyle. He needs to like when you talk about the hierarchy of shows that he needs to watch. Because yeah. I want to see like I I need you to watch the House of the Dragon because I want to see your reaction to some of the stuff that's going on in the House of the Dragon. Is this like wizard stuff, dragon no, stuff? No, it's uh, it's, oh, no, not wizard stuff. There's some sorcery some involved. Sorcery in there. Yeah, it's, it's some dragons. Okay. It's everything. I mean, it's definitely. But it's, but but it's it's one aspect of the show that I I just want to get I want to get Joe Giglio's <laughs> take. Or you know I'm going with I, this, yeah, don't you? You know I'm going with this. Yep. I need you to watch that, and I need you to give me like at well, at some point and and give me your breakdown of the episode that you watched and what was one of the things in that episode that stuck out. It's almost like a time warp. We'll go back in time. It's yes. like I'm watching it now. I'm, I'm doing it now. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll do another Q and A next week. Uh, get your questions Facebook, Twitter, and you will pick the favorite ones each week to ask me. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go back to the lines here. Darius Slay, as as the Eagles have given him permission to to seek out a trade, and and both you and I think it would be not a big deal, not not a bad thing at all for for Darius Slay to move on and be on a different team. And we'll get to some potential good news here on Andrew Painter. Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hey, folks. So I, I called to talk about uh, Slay originally, but uh, I just wanted to say Brandon's my favorite player on the team, so I feel you know just a lot better now with that news. I actually teared up a little bit when I read it on Twitter, so I'm just super pumped that he's uh, staying and all, especially with, with some of the culture stuff that we've seen going on over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, Drew, I think it's important uh, for them to keep something, right? Like, they're going to lose a lot of players. They lost a lot of snaps or losing a lot of snaps on that defensive side. So now it's like they, they at least they know they've got something there they can rely on with Brandon Graham. Yeah, I think that depth at edge is just super important. So I'm, uh, I'm super pumped he's back. Um, on 
play, uh, this is a real ironic topic uh, for me because I kind of went full circle with him. Your midday predecessors will tell you that I was not a fan when the Eagles originally traded for him. I was concerned about him coming from Detroit where, you know, they had never really won anything. After 2020, I actually called him my least favorite Eagle since L.J. Smith, which I admit is a way over. Oh, you didn't like Wow. LJ? Wow. I was, I, I knew, I know, I think he was a teammate of yours for a year. I apologize. I was not, oh, a, no, huge, I was not a huge LJ fan. Um, but yeah, so then after 2021, Slay, you know, one kind of won me over. And now, you know, we're kind of back a little bit towards the negative and all. I say that all to say, I don't think it would be a mistake uh, to trade him. But if they do it, I think time is of the essence. Because if they move him, I'm not just focused on the draft picks. I want one of the big three of either Chauncey Hargrave or Bradbury back. Because I think losing the four of them would just be a big blow to that defense. So if Howie's going to do it, I think he's got to you know move quickly and and get this done so they can move some money around. Uh, Drew, I agree. And, and we had Elliot on earlier. He mentioned he thinks this could happen as soon as Monday, you know, Tuesday when the league year opens. Wednesday, obviously, we're going to be out of McGurk's for Bird's Town Hall. Because I, I think it works for two things. One, you're right, Drew. The Eagles need to figure out how much money they have. But, Hugh, the other thing is other teams, like, they're going to use their cap space. If they have cap space, they need to know, are we giving Slay this money or are we getting somebody else? Yeah. I mean, and it's going to be one of those things where, you know, who would you be surprised if, if you saw uh, Slay in Arizona? Would that be was someone a surprise to you? Well, he did ask him a good thing to say about Gannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Or, or, sure, or, or maybe sure. Indianapolis. Who sure. Knows? Who knows? What'd you want to say about Painter, Drew? Oh yeah, with uh, with Painter, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just kind of bummed uh, personal. You know, I live in uh, I live in New York, and looking at the schedule, I actually thought his first if he made the team his debut could have been at Yankee Stadium. So I was super, you uh, just super pumped for you know what would have been there and yeah I just you know it's just a shame because I thought you know a week or two ago the vibes around this team were real good in camp and I think they're going to be still be pretty good but I saw you know the news this morning too that Todd Zalecki reported about Ranger Suarez yep. yeah Drew uh, it's a it, forearm and I don't want these injuries to you know to get out of snowball here sure and now it's certainly worrying Drew we appreciate the phone call um, yeah the Ranger thing Todd Zalecki I mean this is like what the seventh piece of news this morning um, this one seems like it's kind of mild but we'll say Ranger Suarez had to come back from the World Baseball Classic he has a strained forearm which mm. sometimes is a precursor to worse things so injury bug hitting the Phillies here let's listen to Andrew Painter talking about the situation we know this morning uh, finally after a full week the Phillies told us he has a sprained UCL here's Andrew Painter this morning I mean it's pretty mild um, that, that's kind of what we had it as and, and this is this kind of something we're going to take cautiously and, and make sure we don't rush anything to, to you know save any, any future concerns. did you feel anything amiss during that game or was it just afterwards no it was just the next morning a little tender so you had enough presence of mind, though, to, to report it immediately. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining maybe some 19-year-olds would try to pitch through it, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's a long year, and, and it's early. It's on, you know, that game, this was March March 1st. So um, early on, I really just want to make sure we stay on top of everything, and I feel the best as possible when I go out there. Now. So you got an MRI, right, and, and, and no other testing that would, that kind of, kind of confirmed it? No, yeah, that was okay. it. You can, as far as treatment, like a PRP injection, is anything like that on the table? No, no, no PRP was was recommended. So um, what was recommended was just was just rested and go those couple of weeks and uh, reevaluate that. So there was Andrew Payne this morning. Hugh talking about this. We we did get some potential good news. Now 
I'm not going to pretend to understand all this. We're not doctors here, but mm-hmm. Jeff Passan of ESPN, the baseball reporter. So there's apparently different kinds of tears or sprains of the UCLs. There's different ways it can tear. So they're calling painters a, it's a proximal tear. And he means by that the side that attaches to, to a different part. Here's what you need to know. They did a study on guys that have gotten Tommy John surgery and, and torn their UCL. 17 of the 19 pitchers that have had the same kind of tear that, that Painter has have avoided surgery. Yeah. So it seems like on the scale of like UCL issues, this one is it's the best big. case. Yeah, and that's what, it, that's what it said. That's what I was reading about this type of injury. It was basically saying that it could go from anywhere from, from a month to two months. Right. So you just want to give him rest. There's no need to rust this young man, especially if you're, you're talking about if you make it worse that he's going to have to have surgery. If you can avoid that at all costs, that's what you do. Yeah, and let's be real. They, as much as there's hype around him and excitement, he was in the mix to be the fifth starter. Right? They weren't going to count yeah. on him. This is not like Aaron Nola. The lead, the lead dog. Right. Like that, it's, yeah. it's not Zach Wheeler. And, and, and also, and I'm, I know I'm spinning this fully positive, if he pitches this year, it'll be late. I mean, those, I'd rather him pitch in September and October than, than pitch in April here. So we'll, we'll see on Andrew Painter, but the news today – he does have a UCL strain. 215-592-9494. It's A-Hoppin. A million things to react to today. The Eagles have given Darius Slipperish to the secret trade. We've talked about that all day. We'll give an update on our Twitter poll here. More people want to keep him than let him go. And the news we got about 20 minutes ago, Brandon Graham back, one-year deal, up to $6 million. The Eagles do bring back one of their guys here. Miles is in Overbrook. Hey, Miles. Miles. Yo, what's up, y'all? What's going hey, on, Hey, I'm going to tell you, man. I was listening to this interview that – um, Slade, I forget what where it was, but he was like, they know what they need to do to get their to get money free. They just extend my credit, but they need to pay me the money. Well, and I mean, yeah, I mean, what, they they could push money into the future, but obviously they don't they don't want to do sound, it. It don't sound like that's what they're trying to do. Right? No, I'm saying when he said that, when I heard that, I, I didn't think he was going to be back. When I just because that doesn't sound that didn't sound like. A destination for some for someone to be talking like that if that's the way they wanted to go. Well, yeah, it, it's you know, Miles, my my take on it was almost like Slay thought he had some leverage here, right? The Eagles need to clear cap space, give me a new contract, and I don't think they're interested in a new contract that pays them a lot of money. Yeah, that, and I, I mean, I, I would want him back for another year just so he could groom the um the the corners that I'm hoping they bring in bring in this year, but. Outside of that, I mean, it's time for us to get younger on the D. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind um, the old heads, but Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is a cool dude. I, that's a cool dude. I, I met him. I, I ain't gonna say where I met him, but that's a cool dude. And he play hard, so he got he's getting what he deserves. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think that the old 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 heads all on the defensive squad. Is best for the for the um, defense. I think we need some young some young talent to be um, influenced yeah. in there. I, th- I think I think you're on the same page that the Eagles are on. That's what it kind of looks like to me. It looks like they're going to go with a younger group. And I mean, the only thing with that, you just got to be prepared for the bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Miles, that's it. Okay. Uh, there will be. I mean, I, I think we can all we can all acknowledge that. And Miles, we preached the phone call. You know, if they have a, you know four young players in the secondary, th- there will be issues. But you know, the Chiefs last year, were, I'd say bottom third of the league defense the first half of the season, and it got better. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's about. Like the one area where I felt like there was a chance for them to be had was in their secondary with the young players. Mm-hmm. They played well enough to, to to win the game, the the most important game of the year. 
And I think that when you look at the model, this is a copycat league, Joe. And the thing that people have to understand is this. If there's an opportunity to make your team better and save some money, they're going to do that. And, and What was the tight end's name? Uh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst got a first down. And I was like, wow, th- that right there, they can be had. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're giving up on a third and 14, you're giving up a first down, they played better. They got better. They, they shored up those mistakes that they made. That's basically what this league is. You're going to go younger, you're going to go cheaper, and you're going to teach these guys as they go how to be better players. They had a whole, whole young secondary back there, back there balling. And it worked. Yes. Because they, you know why? Because all their money was tied up offensively. And they went out, they paid the quarterback a lot of money. They went out and got uh, Mr. TikTok Boy, and he he had one of the biggest plays, albeit it wasn't a touchdown or anything, but he had one of the biggest plays of the Super Bowl. Well, he did. He did make a play there. And, and the other thing, you know, to think about with all this is the Eagles might just want to do this at once, right? They might want to turn the whole secondary over at once. I mean, Bradbury might leave, mm-hmm. Gardner Johnson's probably going to leave. Um, we'll see what Apps. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could bring Apps back. I don't think he's going to cost a lot of money, but they could they could remake the whole secondary at once. This Slate thing, really, when you break it down, is not that surprising. Would Darry, would trading Darius Slate be a mistake? Your phone calls two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. You and I are on the same page this one. We do not think it'd be a mistake, and it seems like th- this this thing could move really fast here. The Slate situation is burning right now with the Eagles as they've given her permission to seek a trade. We'll come back, hit all your phone calls. It's 215-592-9494. Would it be a mistake to trade him? And your reaction to the Painter injury as he has a UCL issue, going to be shut down for four weeks. We'll also do a champ camp check-in crossover. Mark Cerise live in spring training one hour from now there in Clearwater. 215-592-9494. It is how you join us right here. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With Milton Gordon behind him. Fourth and one. He gives to Gordon. And Gordon is knocked down. Football comes loose. Eagles come up with it. Slay picks it up. Slay running with the ball. And Slay takes off to the far side of the field. To the 30. To the 40. Slay running away from people. Slay at the 40. The 30. The 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. Darius Slay. (laughs) There we go, a play. You can't call him no play, Slay. Welcome back. WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-9494. I think it was the Broncos game here in 2021. Slay uh, made a very big play in that game. Yeah, man. I mean, he he has some value. Yeah. There's no question about it. But I don't think that with the Eagles allowing him to seek a trade, that they value him at $17 million. And that's it. I mean, it's really it's about money, and it is, and and also Hugh, I just feel like, and we got the news this morning. A lot of breaking news on the show today for you guys to react to two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Eagles have uh, given permission to Darius Slay to seek a trade. You know, he said last week he wanted a new contract, and it feels like you know the way I read it is they he knows they need cap space. He wants a new deal, but he wants a good amount of money in the new deal. And they're like, no, we're not we're not giving you extra years here and more money. So they want him to take a, a cap, you know, a pay cut. 
it's like there's two sides, and and they both could be right. Maybe his value is what he thinks, but not here. Yeah, and you know what? I acknowledge the fact that that timing is everything, mm-hmm. and the timing of of some of the things that he said might not be um, conducive to the way that Eagles do business. But I don't think that I, I look at it like this: if you're in the business of winning football games and and, and fielding a competitive squad under the situation that you're in now, when you know you got so many people leaving, right? You don't add to that by getting rid of another guy. I don't think you do that. And that's the reason why I feel the way that I do. I could be totally wrong. I don't think I am, though. I don't think I. I don't think his his comments or some of the things he said had anything to do with the decisions that the Eagles are making. I agree with you on that. I I think this is more about his play, about costs, about the, their salary cap situation. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Do you think it'd be a mistake for the Eagles trade Darius Slade? Is certainly on the table now. He's out there, uh, him and Drew Rose and us, looking for a trade here. So the Slay situation, Brandon Graham officially back, or almost officially back. So we uh, we see this tweet from Justine Anderson here. She just, she said she just got off the phone with Brandon Graham. And this is a quote from Brandon. Quote, I haven't officially signed yet, but it's pretty much done. I'm coming back. It wasn't about the money. I love Philly. I don't want to miss a championship with Jalen. Jalen is the man. I just told my agent. To make it happen. Hugh, that's got to make the Eagles feel great to see that. One, he obviously wanted to be here. But two, you know, it, it shows there's a veteran here who thinks they're, but they can win this thing. Yeah, he believes in his quarterback. Yep. And everything that that he says when he says stuff like he's a politician. I, I like Jalen. If I had some football to play, I would definitely want to be – I would definitely want him to be my teammate. No question about it. Yeah, and, and it's, it's helped – the Eagles could use this because they're going to pay Jalen Hurts a lot. So the more veterans that want to come here for maybe less than market value, it will help. Let's go to the phone lines here. David – is in Germantown. Hey, David. Hey, good morning. Good morning, David. Well, back. It's good afternoon to you guys, but I'm in <laughs> Louisiana. But, uh, Hugh, what's up? Jimmy, what's going on, what's man? How you doing? Too blessed to be stressed, but uh, I agree with both of y'all. Just from the standpoint of just what you just said, because I was going to say it, I got a slogan, the money will never equal to the love, right? All right, mm-hmm. so if you think you got a better opportunity, then by all means, just go, go figure it out, see what you're going to do. But if you come back here and you got that guarantee, I don't know if there's going to be the same love for you trying to flee and see what you can get out there. And who knows? I don't know what Baltimore's situation is. Maybe he wants to follow that guy. Yeah, maybe. Could I, be. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I look at it like this. When, when you're in a position where they, they say you can go actively seek a trade, then they're probably going to cut you. They're, they're, giving you an, they're trying to get as much as they can for you, and if that don't work out, then they're going to cut you. Right, and that's kind of like – to play on the um the the, the, the uh what's it the franchise act mm-hmm. which the Eagles they don't rare, they rarely do it so I'm wondering if you got potential just don't laugh at it here because you play no disrespect to you if you got potential on a practice squad or can you like move somebody oh that's not no need to squad? laugh because there there's been, there have been guys that have played on practice squad and mm-hmm. have been elevated there have been guys that that have been on practice squads that have been plucked from certain teams to go play for another team so that's not that's not far fetched. I don't, I don't know how deep they feel that their roster is, but I, I do feel confident in saying this. They feel confident enough in either free agent market or the draft that they can replace the production that Slay was giving them or increase it. Right, and it's all about you know being a team player. And with that being said, Jiglio, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I know you were over at night. I used to listen to you. You got to get your TV game up, man. Well, game. David, I'm, you know, when I'm out I'm on WIP until 10 p.m., it's tough. You know, I got the kids in the no, morning, but not now I'm home, so I could do it. But they shouldn't throw you to the Game of Thrones. You might have to binge watch that from, like, the beginning because you're going to be lost in the sauce to the No, he got it. We got, hey, 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 Dave, we got to get him on that House of Dragons, though, man, because that was wild. Right. I want to see He's his reaction to that House of Dragons. 
Yeah. He gonna be like, what the but, hell uh, y'all got me watching? <laughs> so here goes my question. Who's on load management tonight? <laughs> oh, that's a we good question. Yeah, well, they I mean they did have a couple days off. David, it is is a good question. David, we appreciate you, man. Um so Sixers and Blazers tonight. Sixers back at home after what was really a successful road trip, four and one. I don't know. I, I think, I think they, they all play. They should. They should. I mean, I know Joel and B was talking about how he was glad. You know, Tyrese Maskey, Maxi had the game that he had, so he could get some rest. They had a couple of days off. Everybody should be playing. Play a lot of games in a short period. I, I don't. I'm not going to lose any sleep if they do it again with with Harden or they do it with Embiid. Give someone a night off. That's fine. But tonight, I'd expect them all out there against the Blazers. Let's talk to Robert in Germantown. Hey, Robert. Hey guys, nice to see you earlier. What's going nice on, Robert? How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Oh, was that Robert? Was that you? Was that? Did you wave to us a few minutes ago? That was me. There. Oh, oh. Robert was just here. Oh, okay. Robert, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't realize it was you, but when you said nice to see you a few minutes ago, the reason I knew it was you is it's like there's like five people here today, and I didn't yeah, recognize you, nobody. so like that had to and be you. We got you. parking spaces. Yes, I nice had the pleasure of, of meeting Robert. Oh, good. Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear you. Uh, what you thought about those biscuits? They're from a North Carolina recipe, apparently. I didn't. I didn't get the biscuits. Are yeah. you talking about the ones that were in the in the, in the, uh, the yeah? Middle, they're a out there. They're there now. So the other issue with not with there being not that many people is that we don't have anybody to go get us and bring us the food into our studio. But they also won't eat it on us. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm waiting on uh, going out there to indulge in the biscuits. I just can't leave now the studio currently. About it, we're gonna lose you here. They're up in your kitchen. They were. Ava was kind enough to allow me to come up and say hi, and that was a really nice treat. I appreciate it a lot. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening, and and obviously all the all the food. I mean, it's, the it's awesome, man. What what's on your mind today? Well, um. What what happened to McPherson? Didn't we draft a cornerback at the third round a couple of years ago? Yeah, any hope? Yeah, Zach, Zach McPherson. I think it was the. It may have been the fourth. You may be right. It was either the third or fourth round. Um, he has not gotten on the field much. I mean, part of that Robert's been a product of Slay has been pretty durable, right? And then on the other side, it was Stephen Nelson who you played the whole year, the year before, and then obviously Bradbury. I, I I don't know if it means he can't play. It might just mean they haven't really needed him because their outside corners have stayed healthy the last couple of years. But he's still here. Yeah, I wonder wonder how he'll look if he's our guy. If we have to uh, use him, <laughs> it'd be interesting question going forward. But that's always the question: you know, will the people we drafted draft so on and so forth? Will they plan out? I'm, as you know, a big believer in trading up from thirty to get Bijan Robinson because mm-hmm. I think of all the other running backs, he's just extra special. He's a generational talent, and I really believe the best defense we have is to keep the other defense off the field, let our offense go nuts. With this guy in our offense, Jalen Hurts doesn't get killed, most likely, with running too much. And Bijan, you know, what I see a lot in the new NFL, I grew up with uh, Bob Hayes and people throwing the bomb all the time, right? And all the Daryl LaMonica and Oakland Raiders, right, those days. What I see now is Debu Samuels. I see guys coming to backfield, you know, just short passes in the middle. And tight ends, like Kelsey and so on and so forth. I mean, they had great tight ends, too, when I was growing up, but not like today. The offense they can create in the middle of the field, amazing short passing games. So you don't need a quarterback who can throw 60 yards down the field when most of your attack. What you need, I think, is a a versatile running back who can pass, protect, can run, and can catch the ball and create, which from all reports, but here's my question for you guys. Is he really, in your opinion, 
is he really that much better than the other guys out there that we could get in the later rounds? Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, you know, you're you're spending a, a ton of ton of draft capital to get that guy, and you have other guys that can be just as comparable. And 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 the unfortunate thing about the position that he plays, in order to justify, in my opinion, taking him with that tenth pick, he has to tote the rock a lot. Mm. I'm talking about thir- at least thirty to forty carries a game. You know that that sounds kind of high, but that that's the kind of the volume that you're going to be looking at to justify taking him at that spot. Basically, he can't come off the oh, field. I, I wouldn't take him at 10, guys. I would trade up from our 30. I, I, most mock drafts I've been playing with see him going like 20, 21, and they say he's a top-five player athletically, period. But most people are projecting him in the 20s, which we should be able to trade up and pick him there. I, I agree with you. Let's take a stud defender at 10. Take your pick, linebacker, safety, cornerback, defensive end, tackle, whatever. We've got a lot of good choices at 10. But I think we trade up from 30 and we pick this guy because, by the way, he also can double as a wide receiver. He's going to be better than Watkins. We can trade him, right? Well, I mean, yeah, with, with the way Watkins played at the end, I mean, that, that probably wouldn't be hard to upgrade. Robert, we appreciate appreciate the food drop to us here today. Um, he, he mentioned in there McPherson. It's interesting as we talk about these, the corner situation, right, because Bradbury's a free agent and then the Slay thing we're talking about all day today. There's also they've had they've put a lot of young corners on this team the last couple of years. They don't play much, right? Because mm-hmm. because they, they, they've had really good players. They've stayed healthy, but they have guys on the practice squad. And the McPherson kid, he was a fourth round pick two years ago. I just looked at his snap count. So he played like a little under twenty percent of snaps two years ago. This year, only about ten percent of snaps. Maybe they think he could play. Maybe and 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 if they decide to move on from Slay, he's going to have an opportunity to be that starting corner. Yep. And it all depends on him and how well he picks up the off. I mean, excuse me, the defense and how he fits into what they're doing. But they're going to always cover the best. They're going to always hedge the bets. They're going to go out and get some young players, and they're going to work in and they're going to project and predict who is going to be the starter in the secondary. Yeah, and it gives them a little cover, right? Because if you have to get at number ten, that's a lot. I mean, he might be able to play day one, but maybe he needs a few weeks, right? Maybe it's a half a season. So I, I didn't even think about McPherson. It's a, it's a good name, but certainly part of all this. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. To hop on in, the Eagles have given Darius Slay permission to seek a trade. Would trading him be a mistake? So what do you make of this, Kyle? 53% on our poll, WIP Midday Show poll, said yes, it would be a mistake. Most people we've talked to on the phone lines today are on the other side. Yeah, well, it is weird. I'm not sure what to make of the split, but I do know that a lot of people— I, Darius Slay, I'll say, is, is is an acquired taste, especially for people in this area, for his personality-wise, right? Like he— he likes to yap a lot, and sometimes his play doesn't always back it up. But Darius Slay's the best corner that we've had in town in a long time. I, mean, I, I remember the the Kerry Kerry uh, Williams, the Bradley Fletchers, the Byron Maxwells. You know, need I go on? I forgot um, Byron Maxwell. Oh yeah. Then what's his nickname? Toast. Is that yeah. Yeah. Toast? Oh, that was pretty. You yeah. could you could apply that nickname to just about any corner. Yeah. A lot of corners. Darius yeah. Slay. So yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. It, it's. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of the split there, but I do think a lot of people are sort of just sick of the Darius Slay experience, especially with with how his play sort of seemingly dropped off toward the end of the season. Yeah, last I year. think, and I think people are are finding it kind of hard to separate the player from, I guess, what he said mm-hmm. because I hear a lot of people talking about stuff that I personally don't feel had anything to do that went into this decision to, to allow him to go out and seek a trade. I don't think anything that he said on his podcast has anything to do with him being, you know, being a, being potentially uh, a, a cap casualty. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I know a lot of people do respect that, but I don't I don't think it does. Because if you can play, as long as you can play, I'm willing to deal with a little bit of yapping. Yeah, yeah. 
I, sorry, I, I do think this is purely money motivated from the Eagles' standpoint. I don't think this has anything to do with the sort of internal rumblings about the hiring of Matt Patricia, the Denard Wilson thing, stuff like that. I, I think this is purely what is being reported that it's just sort of a play for him to get, you know. Yeah, but people, I'm looking at some of my Twitter feed and some of the things that people are saying. They're going so far as say, if you let him go, then I'm not going to be an Eagles fan. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest baloney when I hear that. It's baloney. I mean, no, no one ever follows through on that kind You're of safe. stuff. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking nonsense. Especially for Darius Slay. Like, if we're talking about a franchise legend. Like, uh, look. Dawkins, we, right? We, Kelsey. Did we did we get that statement on the Kelsey show yesterday? That they, if, <laughs> no. We got a lot of statements. Not one of them. Slay. Yeah, if I were to rank the reasons why this Slay thing is happening, Hugh, I would say number one is money, right? His, yeah, his play money. versus the money he makes. And the decline in play. Yep. Number two would be his age. His age, like, just let's look at it. The Eagles for years have done that we'd rather get rid of you one year too early rather than one year too late. I agree. Number three, if, if we go beyond those two, I would say maybe some sort of worry about the chemistry, Denard Wilson, new coach, he was outspoken. Maybe. But I but I, I would put four and way at the bottom, like barely any percentage, him talking his podcast. Like they traded for him. Everyone knows his personality. I don't think that bothers the Eagles. I don't I don't think I don't think and somebody somebody says something about chemistry in the locker room. I don't think that he has a big enough voice in that locker room, even though he is a captain, that he could disrupt the chemistry mm. that they already have. I, I don't I don't think that's the case. Maybe yeah. I'm naive, but I, I don't. I don't think so. You might be so. right, and obviously, you know, you would have a feel for that kind of stuff. I just, I, I think the first two are obvious. It's his, it's his pay. It, how much he's owed, how good he is, and and his age. He's he's 32. I mean, if he wants three more years, I'm not giving a 32 year old corner three years. Ethan is in Medford. What's up, Ethan? Ethan, how's it going, guys? How are you doing? What's going on, man? Hey, Ethan, doing? what are you thinking today? I just can't understand how we could lose. Darius Slay, Bradbury, CJ, GJ, and Hargrave. It just baffles me. Well, I mean, Ethan, uh, wait, they're all. Wait, we could talk him through this. How does it baffle you? Let's 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 talk through this a little bit. This is couch. You on the you couch? You replace all four of those players next year. How do we stay a top? I don't know, five, top ten defense in the league. Okay. Well, top five will be hard. I mean, well, let's we could be real on that. Top well, five will be hard. Well, you look you look at it like this: with those players combined, I mean. Who won the Super Bowl? I mean, I hate to be, you know, that that direct about mm-hmm. it, but who won the Super Bowl? Yeah, but it's hard to say you replace four of those players and then we win the Super Bowl, you know? Guess what? The uh, Kansas City Chiefs replaced, what, two of their corners? And I think a safety? And Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And, yeah. and they won. I mean, but they got the, Patrick Mahomes, man. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and we, we have Jalen Hurts, who potentially yeah. the ceiling, it, it's he hasn't reached, he's nowhere near reaching his ceiling. It's just hard for me to believe you lose two of the top five, top two corners, arguably, in the league, and you sustain a decent defense. Yeah, though, Ethan, I, I wonder if maybe we've overrated these corners. I mean, th- um, that's the I question. Mean, I understand. What, are they both 30 years old? Well, no. I mean, Bradbury's about to be 30. Slay's 32. As, so, yeah. And, and you yeah. have to look at it, and Ethan, look at it like this. We, we are in a passing league. If they – were as good as build you don't let corners like that go you don't they don't go in the free agency they don't go they, they don't get phone calls saying that you are allowed to seek a trade they it, it doesn't happen it's too hard to find talent in this league and if you have guys that are graying out as high as as we think that they are you don't let those guys go you don't 
I guess. I mean, I guess they know more than I do. So. Well, they, they, they kind of do. Well, <laughs> at least well, at least they think they do. And we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, we'll see when they play the games this year. But, Ethan, the other thing, to your point, we don't know that they're going to let all four of those guys go. Like, yeah, the Slate thing is point. obviously training in that direction. But, but there is a chance they use the money they save on Slate to bring back Hargrave. Yeah, like, I'm that's kinda, I'm kind of confident to say this. I would rather have – what, does Jordan Davis replace Hargrave next year, you think? Well, yeah. he certainly gets some of the – you know. He's going to get some of those. Yeah, some, some of those snaps. snaps. I would rather keep either Bradbury or Slay, one of the two. Don't I mean, if we have to get rid of them both, I mean, and I would rather keep CJ, GJ. One of the corners and CJ. Yeah, and, and look, it's all a puzzle, right, with the money. And, and Ethan, we appreciate the phone call. I think Hugh, what I feel when, when people are on the keep Slay train, they're afraid of the alternative. They're afraid of change. Yeah. They're afraid of change. People, like, this is the thing. You, you have to... When you talk, when you look at some of these things, you have to step back a little bit and take your feelings out of it, and and be logical, like, and look at it maybe from their perspective, like, do they will this work out? It remains to be seen, but for them to put themselves in a situation where they could potentially lose him, they feel like that they they have it either they have an upgrade, or they could get better in the draft from on, at that position. That's it's simple. You don't you don't trade away really good players in the NFL. You don't do that. You keep good players. You keep players that are trending upwards. You don't let them go. You don't. Well, you don't, and you want you usually extend them when you have a chance. And they had a chance to extend all these guys, and they haven't done that. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. You one other thing that that keeps coming up, like people saying top five corners, number one pass defense. It's like the chicken or the egg thing. You why were they so good? I. The way I read it is they think their pass rush is why the secondary was so good. Yeah, that's not the other way around. Like, and, and, and you talk about and, – and, and I remember sitting in the press box when I got here, and and fans were upset. Fans were very, very upset. Why don't we blitz more? Mm-hmm. And why don't we do this? Or why don't we do that? And I, I remember sitting back, and I was like, well, if they're not doing that, obviously they must don't have that much confidence in the guys that they have back there. That was my first thought. There's a there, there's definitely was more of a fear they give up big plays if they did it. Obviously, the fan base didn't have that same fear. George is in Haverford. Hey, George. George. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. You got it, George. What are you thinking? Uh, I wanted to weigh in on the slave situation, and I've wanted to call for, for actually for a month now. Um, I, this is a bit of a statement, but in the second half of the season this year, and, and especially in the playoffs, I, I think Slay was the most overrated player in sports, all of mm. sports. He made no <laughs> plays. And no one can point to plays he made. Hugh, wa- wa- watch the play that McCaffrey scored on in the NFC Championship game. It was his tackle to make. He was completely unblocked. He didn't lay a finger on McCaffrey. Now, I don't know how people could be anything other than supportive of trading him for anything, literally anything we get back to let that contract go so we have more money to allocate to other players. He didn't make any plays in the second half of the season or the playoffs or the Super Bowl. So why would it be a bad idea to trade him? It's the greatest idea ever. You know what it's, uh, George, that, you know what game I think sticks out to people, and, and obviously this, the game I'm about to mention was very early in the season, the, the Vikings game, right? He did a good job on Jefferson that night. They shut them down, and mm-hmm. people stick that, like, look how good he is. But, George, I think you're more right than wrong. Like, the second half, he didn't play like that. He didn't play like that. And, you know, if he was making...
statement that Darius Slay is a great player. There's, there's no actual tape to support that. We should trade him immediately to reallocate the funds to players who make plays. Watch C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He makes plays. Like, this is, it's not even a good conversation. If he's willing to be traded, please do so immediately. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny because when uh, I, I, I root for Carnage, I'm not going to lie. And I, and I like I like petty stuff because when he put up that video of him talking about getting a gold jacket yep. and, and playing well, I just scrolled through the comments. And, boy, they were letting him have it with both barrels in the comments. They were like, my guy, your game fell off at the, yeah, at, he, in, at, the end, at the end of the year. You can't and become my gold jackets. Yeah, and they were talking about, hey, and, and this is what I like about Philadelphians. They started off all the negative comments with all due respect, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, I love you, but you're not even close to a Hall of Famer, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, hey, sometimes the truth hurt. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, hey, hey, it was just. It was like that guy that came on and told you that he used to hate you yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's like you got to respect the fact that people tell you how they actually feel about you, but still respect you. They yeah. still love you. Yeah, I, I love that uh, about the city. There's no doubt about that. 215 592 9494. That is how you hop in. We need your reaction here on a ton of things that happened during our show. I don't know what we started with today because it's been like 10,000 breaking Man, listen, news. It's been, it's been going since 10 o'clock. Yeah, we got in here. I mean, we didn't, couldn't even get through our open. We got Kyle sounding the, the, the alarms Scared here. the hell out of me with that open. <laughs> Thinking my phones don't, they don't, ain't on vibrate ringing on the air. We got to evacuate the building here next time that happens. <laughs> All right, we need your reaction. Brandon Graham is back. One year up to $6 million. Andrew Painter has a UCL spring. He won't pick up a baseball for four weeks. The potential of a Darius Slay trade, both you and I do not think it would be a mistake. We're, we're in, 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 invested in, on that side of it. If the Eagles trade him, it would be fine. Where do you come down on that? And Chuck Fletcher flyered, f- fired by the Flyers. And we also have to make our official statement on a developing internal controversy here on WIP. All coming uh, up. Two, ew. 215-592-9494 <laughs> at Sports Radio 94 WIP.